Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. I hope you're having a good day. Welcome. It's weird because I was about to say welcome to episode blank, but I literally have no idea what episode we're on because we're like established podcasters I now. I know. I don't like, know what episode this is. and that's, We're in the teens. That's great, you know? Yeah. And we love what we're, we love doing this. It's so much fun. Yes, we have to take time out of our schedule to plan for it, plan, plan the episode, and then... But that's plan. actually been a lot easier than I thought it would be. Like today, especially, I felt like mm-hmm. we know this content. Like this yeah. is what we do. Like we, we, so you guys know what we're doing behind the scenes. We put together like an outline of what we want to talk about. But then a lot of this is just like knowledge that we have. And then stories will pop in our head as we're talking. I mean, isn't that the goal to impart knowledge onto you guys? Like yeah. our experiences. So you can take that and run with it and, and do better in your own market. I'm going to be the one to move my chair loudly today, but she I is. just, I, I have to look at you and I can't talk into the mic if I'm not like sort of facing you to talk. You just love looking at I me. I love looking at you, apparently. <laughs> Listen to that laugh. Okay. But first. We are super excited to announce that we are doing a giveaway. Yes. A giveaway, guys. It has happened. We are going into our pockets and yeah. putting that money into your pockets. Yeah. So... How it's going to work is, and really, okay, so let me preface this with, we really want to do this because we want to get to know you guys. We want to connect with you guys. And so this gives us a way to do that because we've loved connecting with the people who've messaged us thus far. It's been really great. We get emails and messages from listeners and it's just so much fun. Yeah, we love it. So that's just super selfish of us that we want to get to know you guys better. Whatever, yeah. (laughs) But what we're going to do is between now and the end of February, so the whole month of February, if you rate and review the podcast on iTunes, is that what it is? I guess that's yes, podcast, iTunes, iTunes podcast, yes. Apple podcast, whatever it's called mm-hmm. on Apple um, and rate and review us and then DM me on Instagram your like name that you wrote the review with. That way I can connect with you guys and we can get the name of your username to make sure you actually did what we told you to do. And then you will be entered in to potentially win a $150 Amazon gift card. Woot, woot. Because we know Amazon is life. <laughs> it is. Prime and is life. Let's give you guys what you actually need. Yes. So again, uh, we are looking for a review and um, a rating on podcast. Yeah. On and the podcast. So my Instagram handle is at Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-Y, Grace, G-R-A-C-E, Phillips, (laughs) P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. That's a mouthful. And we will put this all in the show notes so you guys can just go click there when you're done driving or doing whatever you need to do. Right, yes. So you can go and leave us a review. We would love to hear from you guys. And, you know, in your review, you can, you know, talk about what we've done to help you. We love to know that what we're doing is actually worthwhile. (laughs) And if there's something you want to hear us talk about, let us know. We want to know. Yeah. So with that, we are going to jump into today's podcast. And we're super excited about it. Okay, guys, without further ado, today we're talking about working with sellers in the spring market. It is February. We are all, not even halfway through. Close to halfway. But February is a short month. It so is. Got and a lot packed in a little March month. is coming, April. So let's get cracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spring market is going to be historically the best market. I think that recently it's been just like year round though. You know, I hope so because if, yeah, I don't know if you guys are on Instagram and you see all the different graphics that are 
floating around, but I think there's one called like Keeping Current Matters. Mm. They have like a graph right now of like inventory year over year. And right now our inventory is so low. Even compared to like last year, we thought it was low. It's even lower. That's so funny to me because ices are still going up, up, up. And if I was a seller, I would be like, yes, let us jump on this train. But I guess the inverse of that is they also have an idea of, well, I'm going to have to buy high too, right? Well, it's not even about buying high. It's about finding something. Like, I think that's one of the big objections we're getting is like, well, how am I going to A, even find something I really like and B, get it? Well, (laughs) let's say I find what I want and I'm not even going to get it. If you listen to our last podcast, we talked about knock and how cool that is. Again, not endorsed by knock. They don't know us. It, it doesn't matter. Well, it's a cool yeah. little system that yeah. you should look into that allows you to do like a home swap. Yeah. And I, and I think that, again, I maybe I said this last episode, I said it at some point this week too, is like, I think this could be the wave of the future, that this is just a standard fee that's going to, you know, that a, a loan buyer is going to have to incur. Because, it's such a small fee for yeah. that convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on the buying side, because you're not paying your agent's commission most of the time, right. the buyer, the seller is paying for it. So this is just a fee cost of the sale, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I mean, agree. I would consider doing it if we ever sold a house. I doubt we'll ever sell a house. Yeah. If you guys are in real estate like we are, then I we just keep acquiring them. You need to collect your houses. Okay. Because the prices are going to continue to go up, which means you're not going to be able to buy that same house at that price or lower again. Turn it into a rental, guys. No one got rich being a real estate agent. They got rich taking that money and investing it somewhere else, which should be real estate. I could see us maybe like selling a house one day, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe this one one day because this one's really big. I don't know if it'd make a great rental. Yeah, but we got it for so cheap. What we could get for this price that we bought our house at is like a tiny house now. <laughs> when I see what people are buying I know. for more than we paid for our house, I'm like, I what happened? Know. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't think it's actually going to be. I used to, I used to say, no, we're not keeping this as a rental. Like this is not the right house for a rental. I used to give you crap for that. But now that I know how much the house is really worth, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not the worst idea to keep this as a rental. Yeah. So that's what you guys need to be doing. Look at life through that lens. Acquire rentals. Do yeah. it. Um, so, so, sorry. Guys, we're moving. Going. We promise. I, I don't know how to get through my slides. Uh-huh. That's unfortunate because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, point one is lead generating. Guys, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Lizzie and Johnny are talking about lead generating again. <laughs> this is, of course, because this is the most important part of your job, guys. If you don't have leads... You are not selling houses, okay? You don't have any size. You don't have any houses to sell. Yeah. So, how do you get houses to sell? Well, proactively generating. You need to be doing tracking down for sale by owners and expireds. You need to be calling them every day. You need to be negotiating with them and and talking to them about why you are going to bring value to the table for them. Yeah, and not only for sale banners and expireds, but your sphere of influence. Like start, you need to have started talking to them by now. Oh, absolutely. About what their plans are for this year. People know if they're going to sell or not in a year generally. And it's easy to talk about right now because everyone wants to talk about real estate. It's the hot topic. It's all over the news. It's all over little editorials. It's all over Facebook. People want to talk about it because it's a happening thing right now. Yeah. You are the expert in that field. Take advantage of that. Yeah. So you need to be prospecting 100%. consistently right now. And you can really, people are like, oh, there's so much competition for FISBOs. Yeah. Johnny last week literally 
got into the house of a FISBO, which is hard to do <laughs> because they don't want any agents, got in and the guy said he had had at least 60 realtors call him. Oh no, he's the, the, his verbiage was between 70 and 100. Oh gosh, and, oh, I thought it was 60. Uh-uh. And he fielded a call in front while of me. While he's sitting there. While I was in there, he yeah. picked up the phone. He goes, you're a realtor, aren't you? Immediately, the guy hung up. <laughs> Didn't okay. even, if, if that's your script, if someone says you're a realtor, <laughs> are you, and you hang up, try again. I, I tell you Don't what, hang though, up on him. It was so crazy because he was such a nice guy. Now, spoiler alert, I did bring a six-pack of beer with me, okay? But I read the room, okay? Which, okay, Johnny came home from that and... He said to me, he said, yeah, he drank like four be- beers while I was there. And I was like, ah, that's funny. Cause he had told me <clears throat> about the night before when he was talking with him on the phone, he was just sitting there drinking this guy. So we're on our team meeting and Johnny's like telling the team about this. And he's like, yeah, and I brought a six pack of beer. I was like, hold on a second. You love that important detail out of the story to me. I don't care. Cause Hey, Guys. you got to do what you got to do to get a listing. A six pack of Bud Light. That's that's a cost of sale right there. I'll take I all mean, day what long. Is, what is that? $5? Worth it. Worth and it. And I feel like we also take the approach, like obviously we want to take the listing. We're going to push for the listing all day long. But like if we can meet people and get fun stories along the way, that's kind of worth it too. It just makes you a better agent. The more experience you have getting out there and exposing yourself to things that are going to make you uncomfortable. If you are afraid to get uncomfortable you are not going to make it in this world. Yeah. Not going to happen. That's hard. It's hard to get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised. To face rejection. I mean, for sale by owners, you assume they hate realtors. A lot of the times they just don't know a realtor. Okay. And if you're lucky, they've been trying to for sale by owner for about a week, realize this is for the birds and are just praying that someone rescues them. Yeah. Go rescue them. I think being not only being the first person to talk to them, but being the one to follow up and follow up and follow up until they are at their wits end, you're going to come in and be the hero. All right. So the same guy, same story. He told me that he had signed a listing agreement with an agent before um, and he ended up terminating it within 48 hours. But he told me about this agent. He was the greenest, youngest, had no idea what he was talking about agent. But he was like, hey, I got this guy. He's got no other listings. He's got nothing else to do. Every person he comes in contact with, he's going to be talking about my house. I'm going to take advantage of this. So it's not that this guy was against using a realtor. He just had a different perspective on it. Now, he did end up terminating it because it didn't take him long to realize that this guy had no idea what he was doing. You need to have a little experience. Yeah. But if you're a new agent, you you know, if you're on a team or if you have a really good brokerage, Use that as your backbone. Be like, you know what? I am newer in the industry, but let me tell you about all the training that I've gone to. Let me talk to you about how I'm going to be the one to push this house because it's my only listing I have. Yes. So it's, it's you know, it's okay to go from that angle. What, whatever, you know, place you are in life, you know, find the positive and bring the positive to the table. Absolutely. When I got started, I played it like I was exclusive. I was like, I don't take on 10 different clients. I'm going to take you on and like two other people tops because I want you to have my undivided attention. Little did they know. It's <laughs> I don't because have any other clients. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, use that script. It worked for Johnny. They were like, oh, wow, I'm so special. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Maybe we should go back to using that with our clients and they'll never know we have seven at a time. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so the next topic is pricing. Mm-hmm. Why are we going to talk about pricing? Because it is the number one most important thing 
in selling a house. It is. I mean, that's the first thing everyone looks at, right? Oh, look, there's a cute house. What's, what's the it cost? price? Yeah. Where is it and what's it cost? So when you are getting the listing, again, that's the goal here. You are going to be talking about the list price with the owner of the house. And you need to be doing as much research about what that owner is thinking ahead of time as you can. All yeah. Right? Pre-qualifying them on the phone is yes. a really big thing. I freaking harp on Johnny all the time with that. Yeah. Sometimes I get so excited about getting an appointment. I forget to ask the important questions. Um, well, an important question is, do you have any comps in the neighborhood that you're familiar with? You know what? I want to make sure that I see everything that you have seen when I'm pulling the CMA. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, that's a mind trip for this seller because they're going to tell you instantly, yeah, this one down the street sold for this much. And my house has this or that house has that. So now you, you're going to know, are they looking for higher? Or are they looking for lower than that price? Th- they are going to tell you what they expect their house to go for. And Perfect. I mean, when we go on our listing appointments, we never give them a number. We always say, what are you looking to get out of your house? I mean, we do after, but we always ask them first, what are you looking to get out of your house? And I think like, at least like about half the time right now that we're going on listing appointments, they always say lower than what we actually think we could get for it. Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of the fun part saying, what do you think? Oh, maybe 300. Well, we're going to go in at 350. Okay. And they're like, what? Yeah. All right. And we expect that to be bid and, over. And let's say they do say like the house should be listed at 350 and they say like 375 say, well, you know, we could list it at that. That's an option. But let me talk to you about why I would recommend us going a little bit lower and why I think we could actually get closer to that price by listing it lower. Bingo. And then go into your script about, you know, pricing it at or below market value and how we just get tons and tons of offers to Mm -hmm. choose from, especially if someone's in a unique scenario where they need something like a lease back and they need some flexibility. You've got to have more offers on the table because not everybody can give a lease back. Exactly. But sellers in this market are in that unique position. So take advantage of it. Um, I think it's important to stay conscious of what the seller is thinking. Always check Zillow before you go. Yeah, freaking look at this estimate because that's what they think their house is worth. It's <laughs> the worst thing ever. But somehow Zillow has become the the god of knowing what your house is worth, which is insane. Yeah. But, but that's what people think. That's the first place they go. So if you don't have a clear understanding of what they're thinking, just check Zillow. That's probably what they're thinking. It's somewhere around there. Right. So by word of mouth and through through their own imagination, they have this idea of what their house is going to sell for. And sometimes they, they really look at their houses better than everybody else's, as one would think. I, mean, I think yeah. my house is better than everybody else's because yeah. I have a very unique design style. And we walk through this house and we ignore the places where I've patched the wall and still need to paint it. And okay? there's not a light socket cover missing. Like we, we <laughs> right? all just have like rose colored glasses on about our own home. So you have to think about it from the perspective of yourself mm-hmm. in selling your home and put yourself in their shoes. And, and empathize with them. Understand mm-hmm. that. Come alongside them. Listen to the seller. Mm, yeah, that's one of your big points. Listen to the seller and then respond. Exactly. And don't just like listen to know what you're going to say. Listen to understand what they're saying. Exactly. Don't be thinking of what you're going to say next. Listen to them, take it in, really digest it. And, you know, and sometimes you may not know the right thing to say and that's okay. That that is totally okay because people have talked about themselves. Exactly. Just ask ask another question. You have no (laughs) idea what to say. They'll keep talking. That, that was like one of the biggest things I learned somewhere in a training was like, I'm actually, I I know what training was. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Um, But it was like, you know, talking about how if you 
If you're the one asking the questions, you're the one controlling the conversation. You are. You are directing where that conversation Not goes. Not the one talking. Yep. They think they're controlling it. But if you're the one asking them questions, you control everything about it. That's smart. And they feel so good about themselves. When have you ever walked away from a conversation that you talked the whole time about yourself that you didn't feel good about yourself? I mean... People want to talk about themselves. The, That's why we have a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, the worst thing that could happen is they leave thinking, oh my God, did I talk too much? And then you're still in a place of power. Yeah. I mean, good for you. Um, so the last point on pricing, and then we'll move on, is do not walk away from an overpriced listing. Yeah. There was a time a couple of years ago when you may not want to take that listing on because you're going to be stuck with the expense of marketing it for six months. You're not going to do that right now. I mean, our team, one of our team members took an overpriced listing, which to be fair, we did not know. We did not know we were overpricing it because what happened was an agent had put a comp in the MLS and said it was listed at, or it closed at 525. And then we found public record and it had actually closed at 450. So we were heavily relying on that 525 comp to price this house. As you're telling the story, I'm realizing that they probably did that intentionally. What do you mean? I mean, this agent did that to try and inflate the prices. Well, not just the prices, but doesn't that make her list to sales yeah. ratio look better? Yeah. Yeah. I, that really, really pissed me off. So anyway, so we had listed it and then we had found this out and we were like, well, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Of course we overpriced it. I mean, that was just what happened. And thankfully these clients were just the nicest people in the world could not care less. They had a number of 450 in their mind that they wanted to get out of it. And so we were able to do two different price reductions and finally got it under contract. So, I mean, we took this overpriced listing by $75,000 technically. And did it sell? It's under, yeah, it's going to sell. Really well, soon. there you it's go. Under That's the most important yeah. thing. And yeah. if you have done your job and you have presented the data to the seller beforehand and you come back in 10 days after being on the market and say, listen, we're not getting any showings. We're not getting the feedback we want to be getting. Let's reposition this on the market. Yeah. And I want to emphasize that word reposition. I didn't say cut the price. I didn't say lower the price. Price reduction. Price reduction. I said, we're going to reposition it. We're going to put it on the market so more people are going to see it. At this price. Bingo. Don't say anything about lowering the price, less money. I no, mean, no, we're I'm, not trying to manipulate sellers, but they, this is what they have to do if they're going to sell their house. And exactly. they hired us to sell their house. So we got to tell them what to do. And I mean, if you take any time to think about it, certain words trigger certain emotions. Yeah. So don't use those it's words. Like Neurolinguistic programming. That's a big thing for people. I'm basically I don't a genius. Really care that much yeah. About it though. Um, okay. Open houses. Yes. I, we love open we houses. We love open houses. I have a listing going live next week. And I was talking to the client. We have three listings going live next week. I didn't realize that. That's going to be nuts. High five. Yeah, high five. It's a good thing we actually are not going out of town. I we know. were going to go out of town. And it's actually best case scenario. Yeah, no. So we changed our mind. I was talking to the client and um, it, it was a shoe in it was a, it was a sphere in our own neighborhood. Like I just walked in and handed them paper and they signed it. But I was going over what we were going to do. And I said, listen, so we're going to do this open house. She goes, you guys do open houses? I'm like, yes. Lazy agents don't do open houses. You need to do open houses. We just sell so many houses during the open house. And it just opens up so many more clients to see your home. It's a well, no brainer. What was it? Was it? Whose listing was it? I don't know. Oh, Jessica's. It was Jessica on our team. Mm. Her listing 
someone came to the open house yep. and that was the offer that got selected. They may have not seen that property had you not hosted that open house. Maybe their agent's lazy and didn't get out there, but they're, you know, they're still wanting, yeah. they'll still still write up an offer all day long. And we may not have gotten that listing if I hadn't been pursuing that for oh some time. Oh my gosh, that was the funniest. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we have. That Johnny and Jessica were sort of fighting over this. Not fighting over, but Johnny had pursued this for sale by owner. And, and then out, Jessica had also, and we had the same issue again this week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is great because people think that we're like the top agents in the area then. Like That's our team's true. just the one who's contacting all the FISBOs. Which our team is contacting all the FISBOs yeah. because that's what we're teaching our agents to do. And we have agents that are just bosses and they it works mm-hmm. and they want to make money and they want to sell houses and that's what they're doing. So yeah. if that's not what you're doing at home, please listen to us. This is free information. Yeah. Um, so back to open houses. How do yes. we do an open house? Let's talk about that a little bit. So open houses, we do a two-hour open house, either Saturday or Sunday, depending on uh, sports schedules. Yeah. We try to check when are the most people going to be Thank available. Thank the Lord football be done next weekend and there will be no interferences. That's we true. We can do it any yeah. day. Um, and so we like to do them... Uh, well, I'm sorry. Two to four. Uh, two to four. Thank you. Saturday two to four. or Sunday. Um, I've seen some people do like five or six hour open houses. I don't know. Or what like one. Doing. I've seen people do like one to three or one to five, but we do two to four. That's plenty of time for people to be able to have a window. They're out of church in our area. People go to church. Mm-hmm. So they're out of church. They have nothing else to do in the afternoon on Sundays. Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about Sundays because we've been doing all Sunday right. open houses recently because of college football. And, and we're in Georgia and Georgia, you know. Right. So, but we do two to four. Those two hours are important. We are funneling people in Mm -hmm. because we want as many feet on that property at the same time as possible. Yep. Auction like effect is what we're looking for. We are driving up the price by people getting nervous with a hundred other people on this turf. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter what you list. People will still show up to the open house. Mm -hmm. Like that one, that overpriced listing, we did an open house. We did two open houses for it. And even the second open house, like five people came through it. And that, I mean, that's a lower number in this market right now, but like still getting that many people to come through an open house. I mean, it's still worth doing it. Not only from a standpoint of trying to sell the house, but you're going to pick up clients. What? I just, I'm sorry. I had a flashback to an open house that I went to with your clients a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Walked in. You even told me this story, but I know you did that. I did do that. I walked in. And the agent and someone else, I don't know if it was the homeowner or who, are sitting there playing Chinese checkers on a little pop-up card table in the middle of the kitchen. Okay. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like, what is going on? No, when you're doing an open house, you need to be introducing yourself. You need to be talking to these clients, asking good questions. Yeah. I mean, if you're the biggest thing is like when someone comes into an open house, I mean, I can just talk through how I do it. Mm -hmm. It's like someone comes to the open house. I'm like, Hey, welcome to the open house. Um, I usually find that people come to my open houses for one of two reasons. Mm -hmm. Either they're looking to buy a house, which is most people or they're a neighbor and they want to see how their house stacks up to this one. And it just gives like a, like a funny icebreaker. People are like, Oh, haha, no, I'm, I'm looking to buy is 99% of the time. It's going to be someone looking to buy, yep. you know, they say like, Oh, I'm, I'm looking to buy actually. And then you can just go into the script of LP mama. I don't know. Have we talked about LP mama before? Mm-hmm. Location, price, motivation, agent, know. mortgage, appointment. Yep. You nailed Boom. It. Nailed. Very My good. memory is on point today. I don't know what is up with it, but wow. usually I'm sitting here and I'm like, huh? No. 
Um, another one that I have heard that I like to use is which house in the neighborhood are you planning on selling? Because yeah, Johnny likes that. You, it's a very open-ended question and they're going to respond with a lot of different answers. Like, oh, I don't live in this neighborhood. I live here. Okay, now you know where they live. Do they need to sell that house? It just initiates an instant conversation. Well, you know, I think that's, I mean, that it's not exactly part of the LP Mama script, but it's something you always should be asking. Like, do you have a house to sell before yeah. you buy? Are you currently renting? Are you currently, do you currently own? Buyers are sellers in disguise. Yeah. So you're trying to ask as many questions as humanly possible mm-hmm. without being a freak in the first, like, I don't know, few minutes of them getting there. Cause we do a big sign in thing, like where we have them scan a QR code. We do like this big thing. And so that helps us to capture their information, but. And it helps you know who to follow up with. And while they're doing that, you know, usually it's a couple or um, a lot of times it's a couple. So mm-hmm. you can be talking to the other spouse or partner, whoever's there about, you know, what their situation is and get some a- a- answers out of that. Definitely. And then, you know, follow up afterwards. Yes. Make sure to keep following up. I think that that's something that goes um, understated or that people don't do. They don't follow up with these leads that they get. Yeah. I think I've seen that a lot. Yeah. The fortunes in the follow-up. It's like one of those common I, phrases. I mean, I don't know why you would take all this information and not do anything with exactly. it. Exactly. These are hot leads. And like on our sign-up sheet, we have a, a lot of people will come with an, that they are working with an agent. We have a spot where they have to put in their agent's contact info. Contact the agent too. 100%. Like if you are the listing on, if you're working the listing side of it and you have a buyer's agent or whatever, and I'm saying this as if a team owner, y'all probably don't have either of those things. If you're the listing agent and you're working the open house for your own property, contact that listing agent after it. Find out what their clients thought about it. Build relationships with other agents. Right, right. And I, I like that we ask about who the agent is because if you ask any potential buyer if they have a realtor, yeah, exactly. That's 100% they're Sorry. saying yes. I didn't get into that. That's you what didn't. I was but, inferring. But, but that's the most you. important part is they're going to say, yeah, okay, well, who is it? Oh, well, I have this friend. I haven't really talked to them. Oh, so you don't have a realtor. That's talk to important. Me. Yeah, let me talk to you about why I'm the right agent for you. Like go go hard Bingo. and pick up those clients. Have a exclusive brokerage agreement in your back pocket at all times. Have yeah. them sign it. It's done. It's over. Yeah. I've d- I did that so many times. Mm-hmm. So many times. And, you know, if, if they're... After they go through the house, ask them feedback for the sellers. If they don't like this house, well, tell me more about what you're looking for. What didn't you like about mm-hmm. this house? And then you say, you know, I think I saw a listing the other day that was more similar to what you're looking for. Would you be okay if I emailed you over those? Or can I show you some of those? Like That's good. Always come up with a way to follow up with them, especially people that aren't working with an agent. Do not follow up with people that are working with an agent and put their agent's info down. That is illegal. Yes. Follow up with the agent. And if the agent answers and says, really? I don't, I didn't know that about them. Then call the client. Like, I I didn't know that I was working with them. (laughs) I I got in a situation last week where I was talking to a for sale by owner who said they did not have a realtor. Well, then I get a call from a realtor and she just bitches me up and down about what I'm doing. And I'm like, However, they did not have a signed listing agreement. It was a it was a sketchy situation. It's, I still don't know if they have a signed listing agreement. I can't get yeah. a solid answer out of either of them. And this, also side note, I just saw our nanny pull in the driveway with our son, so he's going to totally come on the podcast in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we are uh, short for time today because she has to leave early. But okay, so over communication is our next point. Yeah. You need to be over communicating with everybody in the situation. Do not. Your client. Yeah. 
You don't want your client to ever have to ask you a question. You should already have answered it, even if it's a redundant question. Okay. Well, that's a lie. You should let your client always feel comfortable asking you questions. Well, yeah, but you need to be over-communicating to yeah. the point where they don't feel like they have to. Exactly. Um, I had photography done yesterday at a client's house and the client was out of town. I should have immediately texted my client or called them and let them know that the, photo the photography was done. You know, she texted me later, like, how'd it go? I was like, I'm sorry. It went great. It was fantastic. I, I should have said something before. Yep. Yeah, that's something we really talked about with our team this week that we're trying to really work on ourselves and make sure that we re reiterate to our clients because I've seen a huge difference in my transactions when I'm communicating to my clients, even if I have nothing to say. Mm -hmm. If you have no news, you still need to be communicating to your clients. Yeah, I've had I've had clients say thank you for say for texting them and saying, "Hey, we're all good on our end. Nothing has changed. I just wanted to know if you need anything from me." Uh -huh. They feel taken care of. Yeah, exactly. And that's the number one complaint you hear about realtors mm -hmm. is they did not communicate with me. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And as realtors, we do this every day. It seems super easy for us to just kind of sit back and let it do its thing. But this is a huge transaction for people. It's very emotional. You yep. need to be in the wings for them at all times. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Negotiations. Negotiations. Um, I have in here, be a bulldog in the most polite way possible. And what I mean by that is you are here to negotiate for your client. Mm -hmm. You need to do everything you can to get them the most, the fastest, the best way. Mm -hmm. But be polite about it. I think it really takes other agents off guard when you are, you have your feet dug in and you're not moving, but you just say it politely and, yeah. and they don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had this situation last week. I think we were, I talked about it. I was dealing with like a big inspection issue for a house and we ended up getting like three. Oh, there it is. <laughs> My favorite little boy. <laughs> we ended up like, you can bring him in, Madison. It's okay. <laughs> We're doing the podcast, but he's never been on. So, you know, it'd be funny. Come here. <laughs> But with this one, while he comes in here, we were, you know, able to negotiate it down by 10. Goodness gracious, come here, come be on the podcast. Why do you only have one shoe You're on? You're missing a shoe. <laughs> if, we'll have to post a picture of him today because he literally is like, his hair is everywhere. He's missing a shoe. Who are you? He's like, who are you talking to, mama? Oh, goodness gracious. Lily, what do dinosaurs say? Can you talk in a microphone? What do, what do dinosaurs say? That's not what's what your favorite? What's your name? Uh-oh. Uh, that's not your name. Lee. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get your head. You want to get him his little headphones over there? Sure. Can you reach them? Uh, they're, not, they're not attached. You can have Oh, uh, here, you want to wear daddy's? Yay. Hey, what's your name? What's your name? Say something loud. Say, Lily. Say, my name's Liam. Are you just not going to talk today? Do you hear mommy talking? You guys are so bored with yeah, this I'm podcast sorry. right yeah, now. We love this. Um, okay, love so negotiations. Child. What were you saying, babe? You're in the middle of a story. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Are you wanting lunch? Oh, man. Here. Okay, go back to your nanny. Go back to, go back to Maymay. For just Bye. a minute. Love you. Go to Maymay. Oh, but let's make it really poorly. Okay, so let's just finish up this and then we will sign off for the day. But um, negotiations with our 
So this client, anyways, had the contractors out, was able to get it down by about $10,000. But I was in constant communication with the listing agent. Yeah, I was obviously representing the buyer. And so making sure that she knew every step, what was happening, what was happening. They were more inclined at the end to do these repairs because they had a bit of a heads up of like, hey, this is not good. Like my clients are going to possibly walk and they were scared of that. And that was smart. You know, don't try to just bombard them at one time with this is what we want and or nothing. And she and I communicated beautifully because we were both like advocating for our clients Mm -hmm. on both sides and we both gave on different things. But at the end of the day, like we all want this to work. Our clients both really did want this to work. And so you just have to find the happy medium. It's so hard to, to keep that in perspective. <laughs> Still, I got $10,000 from my clients. That's so awesome. I would say I'm the negotiator that won in this one. For real. <laughs> but I mean, everyone in this situation, in every situation, wants this house to close. That yeah. is the goal. You want it to close. Your client wants it to, go- to close. The other agent wants it to close. Their client wants it to close. Everyone's working towards the same end here. Mm-hmm. And... Just keep that perspective. Just be nice. Like seriously, like you can do, you can deliver some really crappy news and still be really nice about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Have we? Uh, Use every sale as a lead generating Mm. tool. Every time you have a listing, guys, there are endless possibilities. You need to be door knocking before your open house. You need to be door knocking after you sell it. Yeah. You need to be uh, doing flyers, social media. You need to be, Sharing stories. Uh, That's something we've started doing and our social media manager, Rousey's done a really good job at making us do this is like share the wins that our team has had, share Mm -hmm. unique situations that our, our agents have been put in and how we overcame it with our clients. People connect so well when you share stories. They do. It makes you more personable. It, it gives more details like, Oh, you really are working. You're doing this and you're advocating for your clients. And it, I think it's, Gonna make you a better agent. Especially when you share about a scenario where like someone, you know, like especially when an agent won and like one of our agents won in the situation, Mm -hmm. it really shows to potential clients like, oh, these agents really know what they're doing. Like they they have mastered the skill of negotiations, you know, selling houses at top dollar, different things like that. If you lose at a negotiation, I wouldn't tell that story. Yeah. Just tell the good story. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Cherry pick those. Yeah. There's, you're always gonna have good stories. Um, but yeah, so mailers, we've started doing those. Did we talk about that last week? I think we did. We did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry guys. It's hard to keep up with it. For real. Week. I think it's okay to repeat things because most yeah. people only get 50% yeah. through the podcast anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. And social media. I mean, we, we talk about that, that use it. It needs to be used, but just make sure that's not your number one focus yes. and oh, your that, job. That was a big point last week mm-hmm. was do not get hung up in social media so much that you think that's your job. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, we were talking, one of our real estate clients, her son is oh like TikTok gosh. famous. And so we were talking about it and Johnny was like, so I don't even know what question you asked me, but I was like, no, I think we could totally do it. Like I could totally figure out how to become TikTok famous, but like our goal is not to be famous. No, you can be two <laughs> things, guys. Rarely can you be both. You can be famous or you can be rich. It's really hard to be both, all right? I would much rather be rich, all right? And secretly rich in Puerto Rico, so no one knows. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely something that 
Like we, we, the only reason we do this podcast is to help you guys. Like, obviously we're not in it to what? get... We're not making money off this? <laughs> we are losing money on this podcast <laughs> because every minute that we're sitting here talking to you guys, we're not lead generating. That's a true story. So know right that there. this is only coming from us wanting to contribute and help other agents in the industry. This is our heart. Yeah. We just love doing this. It yeah. really, it really makes us happy that we can give back to the community because there were a lot of people in the beginning when we started that poured into us and That's we've true. learned a lot through the years. And so- I also think that we saw a lot of people that didn't did pour, it in. pour in. I think that's more of a motivator. That I'm is glad a much, you said that. That's a big motivator. You see agents that are just like all about themselves and not helping people around them and yeah. they, they can go to hell. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Okay. Have we gotten to the end of yep, our, yeah. Okay. Done. So <clears throat> let's do our question for the day. Cause we never oh, ever think, Oh, you have a good one. I do. Uh, maybe not a great one. I think it's a good one. I've okay. been wanting to ask. Uh, can I host a host an open house coming up? I love hosting. Yeah, open you can houses. host. You'll you'll be able to host the one in our neighborhood. Okay, so we give all of our open houses to our agents. Yeah, and we want, I really miss doing Johnny open houses. Johnny loves doing open houses. <laughs> I could take them or leave them. Yeah, you can do the one in our neighborhood. Yes, and we'll like go and invite everybody in the neighborhood to come by. Oh, I'm gonna door knock the hell out of this. Yeah, okay. we definitely need to like plan. It's probably a really good thing we're not going out of town next weekend. Now got a lot to do in hindsight, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was like the easiest question ever. Why would I? Why would I ever say no to me getting to do less work? I you don't know, know me. Um, well, I mean, I just assumed you wanted to give it to one of our agents, and I didn't want to steal it from them, but I kind of do. Yeah. So, all right, your turn. Um. Okay. What's going to be my question for the day? I have no idea. I have not thought about anything. I feel like we've run through a lot of unique questions. Well, you never asked me what my favorite animal is. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> Maybe these listeners want to know. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you guys. It's a... Oh, shit. I, I was going to say, you don't even <laughs> fucking know your favorite animal. I know you well enough. I'm going to go with a sloth. It's cute. No, it, that's my favorite animal. You can't steal my favorite animal. If animals. I say it first, that means you can't no, me. No. Yep. Whoa. Yeah, did you decorate our nursery in sloths? You heard it here first. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. No. Let these people go. Let my people go. <laughs> Okay, was it Pharaoh? Moses? Moses. That was the opposite. <laughs> know your stories. I don't know my stories. <laughs> don't care. Anyways, okay, we'll sign off for the day. Bye.